Celebrating our past, embracing our future. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of CFAL Talks. I am Pamela Ferguson, Vice President of CFAL, and today we are having a conversation with Anthony Ferguson, one of the founding principals and current president of CFAL. CFAL is marking its 25th anniversary under the theme, Celebrating Our Past, Embracing Our Future. To commemorate this period of growth and progress, we'll be having a series of interviews with key actors in the formation and development of CFAL. Mr. Anthony Ferguson established CFAL in March 1997 with a team of industry leaders and experienced professionals to provide both institutions and individuals superior products and solutions in investments and pension management, pension administration, corporate advisory, wealth management, and trading services at competitive rates. Prior to establishing CFAL, Anthony Ferguson was the president of International Portfolio Analytics, an international investment management firm based in the Bahamas, which held assets under management in excess of $600 million. Anthony Ferguson has held key positions at a number of internationally based financial institutions in the Bahamas, accumulating over 35 years of experience in investment management and advisory, economic and financial analysis, trading in both the fixed income and equity securities market, corporate governance, and governmental advisory services. Anthony Ferguson is also a well-sought-after authority on economic development and is frequently featured on local panels, talk shows, and conferences. In addition to his professional experience, Anthony also served as past president and director of the Bahamas Association of Investment Management Research, now CFA Institute, and past member of the Securities Market Task Force established by the government of the Bahamas. He was also formerly a member of the National Insurance Board of the Bahamas, a quasi-government agency with over $1.5 billion in assets under management at the time. The Airport Authority of the Bahamas, the Nassau Airport Development Company, and other leading corporations. Back in 2012, Mr. Ferguson was appointed a member of the government-appointed 2012 Task Force on Pension Legislation. He currently serves as a director of Kalina Insurance Limited, a publicly traded company, Kalina General Insurance Agency, AF Holdings, and St. Matthew Capital. Anthony's desire to pursue a career in investment management was born out of his passion to help people avoid financial difficulties. He had a keen desire to help people solve their financial problems and to help savers make a reasonable rate of return on their investment. Welcome, Anthony Ferguson. Uh, it's a pleasure for you to be here and joining this conversation. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you very much for those kind words. I don't recognize that person. <laughs> sure you do. <laughs> so, Anthony, in 1997, the year CFAL was started, gas prices was around $1.99 a gallon. Equity trades were done via the over-the-counter market, and BISICs didn't even exist Tell us, Anthony, what else about the economy or the market do you remember during CFAL's first year in business? 
Well, our government debt to GDP was under 30%. Um, you know, tourism was still the number one industry, uh, but the investment world was uh, fairly new. Um, most persons in the investment business was catering to the international um, offshore community. And, um, you know, we saw an opportunity um, at the time to um, come together as a group to provide the same international investment advice to international clients uh, to the local market. And at that time, the insurance companies were dominating the investment scene, uh, but at very poorly, a very high price. And so we decided that it would be a good opportunity to get together to provide not only good investment service, timely reports, but also at very reasonable price. And, and that was really the genesis behind um, CFAL. Uh, we wanted it to be a research-driven shop, which we continue to this day as our uh, overriding theme in terms of how we go about investing our clients' assets. You have a keen interest in pension management and pension education, and actually you, along with your other two principals, served on the government-appointed 2012 Task Force on Pension Legislation. How has pension evolved over the past 25 years? To be candid, um, it hasn't evolved that much. And, and the reason I say that, today less than 35% of companies in the Bahamas have a pension plan. Um, as much as we have worked with successive um, administrations with respect to possibly um, implementing pension legislation, um, nothing has been done, but um, I believe that uh, pension legislation is required, uh, particularly after the pandemic and um, the um, um, hurricane, devastating hurricane that we had. I think now people are beginning to see the value of, uh, of uh, pension, uh, having a pension, and also seeing the value of not only solely depending on national insurance. So. Um, Pension hasn't moved much. It's progressed very little. I would like to see a lot more done in that sphere. Um, having said that, I must uh, disclose you know, my conflict of interest, if there's one, in that you know, we're in the business of providing pension services. So um, yes, it would benefit CFAL, but um, that's, you know, um, I think overall the country needs it. What would you say to encourage the government to proceed uh, with the implementation of pension legislation? Well, I, 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 I don't have any scientific research, but I believe had we had pension legislation, the negative impact to our country financial resources would have been significantly less because persons would have been able to call upon their pensions to save their homes and to um, you know, provide for their families and, and not be so dependent on government. So um, from that perspective, I, I think that that's probably the biggest thing I see in that regard. You know, it is said that success is born out of the desire to solve a problem. What problem were you and the other principles of CFILE intending to solve? As I indicated, at, at the time, there were no companies providing financial solutions to the average um, person on the street. There were no one providing 
financial solutions to institutions. Um, and so we felt that we could provide these services, helping people prepare for their future and not be dependent on family, the handout of their family, not be dependent on the government, not be dependent on national insurance. Um, and so um, also uh, providing it at a reasonable cost because at the time, the insurance companies were charging a two and a half, three percent management fee, which was just basically borders on criminality in terms of um, the, the, the price, you know. And so we were able to drop that price down to anywhere from half of one percent to one percent. So, um, um, you know, we believe we have achieved um, some of our objectives. Um, you know, certainly the investment world today now in the Bahamas is, is, is much broader in terms of a number of, of companies uh, providing this service. You know, Larry heads up one, uh, Ken heads up one. I'm here and then we still have a few others out there. So um, I think overall, um, from a country standpoint, um, there have been a number of companies that have gone public that we have, would have been involved in, in, in advising and bringing them to the public. So uh, overall, I think uh, we've seen the investment class increase. Right now, the, the largest investment um, vehicle out there is the, the NASA um, Arawak Port Development, uh, APD, with over 12,000 investors. And so uh, we basically went from maybe four or 500 investors in public companies to now over 12,000. So I think overall uh, we've seen the capital markets deepen a little bit. There's still a lot more work to get done, but uh, we're, we're on the right path. And I think with the requisite regulation and implementation of pension legislation or savings plan legislation, uh, it will be deepened even further. Timing is integral to every successful company, and in, in my opinion, you along with the other two founding principals seem to have gotten it right. What made you decide to join forces with Larry Gibson and Kenwood Kerr to start CFAL? I mean, we were, we were friends in the first instance, and we all came out of, uh, back then was NatWest. Mm -hmm. And NatWest was the investment school of the country. There's no doubt about that. And I think 90% of persons would have come out of NatWest. And, and that's where we develop our friendship. We develop our love for um, investments. We certainly help international people grow their wealth. And, and we thought it was a good time for us to help our own people. And um, it's something that I believe, I certainly can speak for myself, but I, I would not be surprised if they don't say this, share the same view that um, we made the right decision, the country's better off for it, and I think individually we are ourselves are better off for it. And so we've created any number of jobs where local Bahamians who are qualified and they're pursuing a career in investment that really didn't exist at that time. So what would you say would have been the most rewarding part of your leadership role at CFAL? Just watching young persons who otherwise would not have an interest in investment management, pursue a career in investment, qualify themselves, and watching them grow and develop and helping their fellow Bahamians achieve financial security. So I think that, that I would say that what is it. That's good, and I'm a product, like I mentioned to both Ken and Larry, I'm a product of that because I've worked with uh, the three of you together and individually, and I've learned a whole lot. 
So what are the core values of CFAL and how did you choose these core values and what impact have they made over the last 25 years? I, I think there are a couple of fundamental core values. Um, um, one is integrity, conducting yourself with integrity at all time. Uh, one uh, is transparency. And at the time when we got involved, um, you would probably take 12 to 18 months to get your investment statement from an insurance company. And, and this is one of the reasons why we went and provided online access to our clients because they provide a level of transparency. They can see what's going on. Um, I mentioned the integrity and a culture of respect uh, for one another as well as um, um, making decisions that is rooted in excellent risk management and prudence. And those are some of our core tenants um, that we have here. How difficult it was for you guys to start up CFAL because um, from my memory, investments was really a white male profession. And to have uh, three black bohemian men deciding to manage uh, individuals on biz, uh, institutions' money, how difficult was that um, to even make that leap of faith? decide to go into the business? Well, I mean, two things, right? Um, I'm going to invoke um, my primary school days here. I had a, my principal at the time was Miss Olga Richards, who I'm proud to say has really been one of my, you know, early mentors and, and, and encourage her to achieve whatever you put your mind to. And, you know, she told me uh, many, many years ago, there's no such thing as can't. And so I have basically adopted that philosophy in pretty much most things that I do. So, um, you know, at the time, you were very much correct. But what we did was, instead of going after the retail market, we went after the institution markets where there were professional trustees and persons who would have some semblance and understanding of um, expected returns, risks. Uh, and so we targeted initially the institutional market. And only after we were able to conquer the institutional market, we then moved into the retail market, which was less. And so we had the financial stability then to really take our time and focus on the, um, on the, in the retail market. And then hence, that's when we launched the um, Junior Investor Education Program to now um, bring investor educations to the high schools throughout the Bahamas and, and, and the rest is history, as they say. Did you receive support from Bahamians in general, the government institutions? Initially, not the government, for sure. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, it took many, many, many years um, to get government support, but that's to be expected. Um, um, again, you know, invoking, you know, one of my biggest... Well, there are a couple of big supporters. Um, um, Pastor Gary Curry was one of our biggest supporters and one of our first clients. Um, Dr. Harry um, Munnings was one of our first. I'm sure, I hope they don't mind saying that. <laughs> uh, but they, they were supporters um, um, in that regard. Um, one of our first institutional um, supports came from um, um, 
Anthony Robertson at the time and, and Mr. Wilson, Franklin Wilson, and uh, Orville Tenquist when they gave us the opportunity to um, help them with uh, Focal. So there, 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 there were, you know, those, those vote of confidence help us to gain traction. Um, um, and also, you know, stepping back a little bit, um, Manny, you know, Alexio, my, my current partner, he was one of those who, you know, supported in terms of um, allowing us to manage Kalina insurance money. And, and that was like an anchor tenant or anchor client from a management of assets perspective. Uh, that then gave us the wing to grow. And so we, we had, on the corporate side, it was certainly Mr. Robertson, Mr. Wilson, uh, Mr. Turnquist, and, and actually um, the late Albert Miller. I still recall meeting with them, uh, you know, when we were talking about that. And then on the asset management side would be Mr. Alexiu. And then on the individual um, um, client side would be in those individuals I mentioned earlier. How important is trust? in money management, particularly even in the Bahamas? Well, the financial world is a world that is built on trust. Trust is everything. Once your client lose trust, you basically lost the relationship. And, and this is the reason why we decided up front that we needed to conduct ourselves with integrity, transparency. We say what we mean and mean what we say when we are uh, give you a proposal we don't shy away from meeting those commitments if even if those commitments would be um, harmful to our own financial um, um, and bottom line uh, we wanted to make sure that we keep our promise and so one of our core tenants earlier was we under promise and over deliver mm -hmm. and to this day we still try to under promise and over, de over deliver so as you reflect on the team you've worked with over the past 25 years, including principals, Kenwood Kerr and Larry Gibson, what comes to mind? How should I put it? Larry was the more analytical. Uh, Ken was the more the presenter out there. And, you know, he could, he could make friends with anyone as easily. Uh, I, I had to learn both of those things. I was more the background guy on the analytical side, too, mm -hmm. right? Where mm -hmm. um, I like to do the research, make mm -hmm. sure that, you know, when we're making an investment, it's it's consistent with um, our core competency, our core objective, and making sure it's in line with their client's interests, not our personal interests. So what advice then would you give to someone considering starting a business partnership similar to what you and the other two founding principles? Well, I guess started? in the first instance, you have to share common values. Mm -hmm. I think it'd be helpful if you're friends um, um, it'll be helpful if you respect one another. And, you know, we always used to say, you know, you leave your ego at the door and once you come inside the office, there's no egos. It's all um, I'm colleagues. And that applies not only for just partners, but also for all of the um, associates and employees of the firm. And, and so everyone has value to bring to the table, um, varying degrees. And, uh, and I think um, egos has no place in, in, in business. So I would say, you know, sh common shared values, good relationship, friendship, and, and, and also um, a common objective. And, and in this particular instance, we wanted to help our fellow Bahamians. 
So is there anyone that you would like to make special mention of as it relates to the formation and the development of CFAL over the years? Again, I mean, I, I think um, uh, Manny Alexiou, mm-hmm. um, Jimmy Campbell mm-hmm. was one of those um, persons there at the time. And, you know, again, if they didn't... Um, no, we, 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 you know, if, if you know, the, the support we got was was pretty good. Um, um, back to the, um, you know, some of the persons like, um, like I said, Anthony Robertson, you know, Mr. Wilson, and 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 and, and his team, they they were very um, helpful in in our development in terms of having confidence because once they have confidence in you and others see that these um, persons have confidence in you it gives them the opportunity to do the same and then of course some of the individual um, 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 high net worth individuals um, you know I, I wouldn't call any names because I don't want to you know <laughs> I already breached a little confidentiality <laughs> but um, the point is um, you know th- those, those people um, were very instrumental in in the success today and um, you know we are very grateful and forever grateful for the confidence they expressed in us and I hope that we were able to not only live up to their expectation but we were able to exceed their expectation and they can be proud to know that they were they helped develop a company that today over two billion in assets, you know, 35 young Bahamians professionals who otherwise would not have been in investment business, qualified Bahamians who uh, are not only helping others, but helping themselves and their families. And so, um, you know, we, we have a lot to be grateful for. We are very blessed during the pandemic and everything else. We were able to expand our staff and um, you know help our people. So 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 we we are very grateful and very blessed. Yeah, those clients that took a chance on CFAL and are still here today. Yes, um, that's that's amazing. So twenty five years later, Anthony Ferguson, what are you doing now, and how have you continued your legacy in the financial services industry? What am I doing now? I'm getting ready to retire and <laughs> uh, pass the baton on to the the younger generation. Um, you know, I just, you know, try to help where I can. Um, um, I continue to educate myself. I think in this business, um, financial product and instruments are changing almost daily. So you have to stay on top of that. Um, but that's basically it, really. Just trying to help prepare the next generation to take over. So like I mentioned, it's our 25th anniversary here at CFAL with a theme celebrating our past and embracing our future. What's next for CFAL? Well, uh, continuing to expand in the international market, um, continuing to um, expand in the local market. Hopefully the government will see fit at some point to um, bring about savings or pension legislation, and hopefully we can be an integral part to, to that. But more importantly, I think just continuing the journey of providing financial solutions to our existing clients, to our new clients that we expect to continue to bring on, and making sure that we are um, an integral part of not only the investment financial community, but just the business community of the country, and making sure that um, where we can add value, we continue to do that in a very transparent, full of integrity, um, and you know, making sure that all of those benefits accrue 
to our clients, our employees, and our shareholders. Great. So what do you think your legacy will be? Um, what will my legacy be? Um, you know, be perhaps an island boy who dreamt big and with the help of God and many persons was able to achieve some semblance of success and help a lot of others achieve their financial success. Amazing. Anthony, we have come to the end of another episode of CFAL Talks. Thank you so much for contributing to this special 25th anniversary episode and thank you audience for tuning in. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, please send us a note at info at cfile.com or visit our website at www.cfile.com and show your support. Thank you, Cfile, for sponsoring this episode. Until next time.